0: Smartcast
1: You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast Hello everyone I am Shipra from Mint's personal finance team In today's episode of Why Not Mint Money we will discuss if an EV scooter catches fire will the insurance claim be paid out or not
0: Hi Welcome to Why Not Mint Money a person finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth. So, let's get started on your money journey.
1: Over the last two months, we have seen several reports of two-wheeler electrical vehicles abruptly catching fire. There have been other reports as well where the batteries exploded even when they were not attached to the scooter. So, in light of such repeated incidents, the question to ask is whether damages arising out of such incidents are covered under motor insurance or not. To answer these questions, we have invited RKT Krishnan, who's Head Motor Claims at Royal Sundaram General Insurance as the guest speaker today. Hello, sir, and welcome to Why Not Make Money.
0: Thank you. Uh, Nice meeting you here, Shipram.
1: I want to ask is, do all motor insurance policies for electrical vehicles cover fire claims?
0: It does. Uh, When it comes to motor insurance, uh, everything that happens which is accidental and external gets covered as long as it's not an intentional thing or contributed by the person. Uh, therefore, fire being an, fire being something which is external, as long as it is external, gets covered under uh, electric vehicle policies.
1: So when you say external, what do you mean? Can you please tell our listeners?
0: There are uh, two different types of uh, fires. Even if you just look at uh, your household items, uh, for example, if you have electric motor at home, and the motor catches fire, because of a short circuit within the motor. That's considered a symptom. And that's something which is important to know, because the cause is more a failure, where there's a breakdown, an electrical breakdown, which which results in a fire. So even under, uh, I mean, again, uh, EV motor policy is nothing uh, special, even if you take a fire insurance policy, there is a particular uh, clause under the policy where if there is an electrical fire, the item which caused the electrical fire is never covered under the policy. That's excluded. But as the fire spreads to the rest of whatever uh, asset, uh, everything else gets covered. So this could just be uh, one uh, single uh, substation unit uh, where there's there's one particular uh, place that the fire originated. Again, this goes case case by case. Uh, And therefore, what the insurers would do is call it a breakdown in that place but as an accidental fire for the entire other other stuff the same principle applies anyway
1: all right so is there a difference between uh, coverage for fire policies between a comprehensive and a third party policy
0: a third party anyway does not cover uh, the damage to the vehicle third party policy is intended to cover any damage or any accident in which uh, a person riding a bike goes and uh, hits or uh, riding a car goes and hits against another person or damages a property in which case what happens is the damage to that particular property or uh, any uh, compensation that's paid to the person who is uh, injured or dead because of the accident that's paid under third party. If you have only a third party policy then Any accident, any damage to the vehicle is never covered.
1: All right. So, there were also two separate cases where uh, detachable batteries exploded when they were put on charge. In one case, it was put on charge. In the other case, it's still not clear. So, are these incidents, are such incidents also covered under EV insurance?
0: It's covered. uh, Again, we need to understand, uh, as I said, the principle was what I told you earlier. If, for example, I, I have my uh, uh, vehicle which is on charge, and there is a charging unit. If the charging unit started the fire, then charging unit gets excluded. That little bit, which which is the charger, which again may not be a little bit because in electrical vehicles, the charger might, itself might cost 10,000 So the charger gets excluded, but the fire to the vehicle gets covered. So that's a subtle nuance out there. Uh, but which if I am a customer, I may not know uh, this nuance but then there is an element called a breakdown and there's an element called an external damage or a fire damage. This difference is made, it may not be 100% clear and what's important Shifra here is to know that okay fine, is is fires, are they specific to electric vehicles? Now, you would read in the papers now being summer. You would also read in the papers that normal vehicles, non-electric vehicles which run on diesel or petrol, they also catch fire. Isn't it?
1: Right. But the instance, Indeed. yeah, I mean far and few compared to what we've been seeing in the past two months related to EV. Uh,
0: Okay. Honestly, I think they get reported less. Okay. The EV EV fires are slightly jacked up in terms of its publicity value because electric vehicles is a new thing. And therefore, every fire gets absolutely reported uh, to a larger uh, level. But the IC engine or the normal petrol diesel vehicles fires, which also we see it as insurers. There are uh, a definite number of fire uh, accidents that that happens, whether it is a car or whether it is a a lorry or whatever.
1: Right. So, can you tell us some of the Factors, conditions
0: under which fire claims can be rejected? As I said, you cannot reject a fire claim altogether unless it's a doing of a person. Okay. What what can get rejected is the part in which the fire originated. There has to be something which malfunctioned. Because uh, if you look at the way EV uh, development has come in, it's not as if uh, they have not gone through this whole thing. There are safeguards. Within the system, there are safeguards. There are instructions given to customers. So, say, for example, don't overcharge a EV battery. You can't put it, I mean, endlessly for 16 hours continuously on charge. Don't let the battery drain out completely. These are instructions which usually a manufacturer would give. And then what happens is uh, many new electric vehicles, good, good brands today, have something called battery management system, which is support, supposed to alert the customer based on the heat that is generated in the battery pack, to say that this is overheating and therefore, uh, you know, you have to take action. In some cases we hear, I mean, some manufacturers have planned that if it overheats, what would happen is your maximum acceleration comes down. Okay. Uh, I do not know if you uh, if you have uh, looked at one particular brand where there was a fire when it was uh, running, and I think it came back and stopped and it caught fire. The manufacturer published a detailed uh, literature saying that how the vehicle was running continuously at 95 kilometers an hour for 40, 40 odd minutes or whatever, uh, which is not supposed to do. So overrunning a vehicle. What what basically we understand from fire uh, battery. Uh, like like lithium-ion battery is. Uh, the battery consists of electrodes. It has chemicals inside. And when you're drawing power, you also generate a certain amount of heat. This heat is dissipated or removed by normal you know, air or atmosphere, whatever. At certain point, this heat becomes too much, especially when you uh, dry, I mean drain the battery pretty fast, the heat becomes more. And it can create what is known as a thermal runaway reaction, and that's what causes the sudden bursting of a, you know the battery and uh, creates a, a flame. Now, does it mean that in such cases uh, when the vehicle is running and it catches fire, uh, the insurer will directly? The they, they will not. But they will. What they will look at is in terms of where it originated, why it originated, and if there has been a failure. If there's a failure, that particular part gets excluded. Even assuming that uh, battery has been the reason, worst case, battery has been the reason. The whole battery pack is the reason why a uh, fire happened. So, battery pack may get excluded and the rest of the vehicle may be compensated. So, that's the kind of worst case in case of uh, compensation.
1: Right. And typically, how much claim is paid when, when an e bike catches fire?
0: Uh, if the claim is payable, then yeah. the entire uh, IDV, as we call it, uh, gets paid minus the REC, which is a standard policy condition. It always says that insureds uh, the declared value IDV plus the REC value. REC is uh, basically the cost that the burnt out item can fetch as a scrap. Uh, that's what is paid.
1: Right. So, so when somebody is buying insurance for EV bikes, uh, how is it different from buying insurance for a regular bike or petrol or a diesel bike and what are the important factors that a buyer should keep in mind?
0: The insurance for EV is nothing specifically different to insurance of an uh, IC engine vehicle. Right. It's the same. The policy is the same. Everything is the same. Therefore. As far as the customer is concerned, it's like he's buying another uh, two-wheeler or a car, and he is insuring it. However, the important part beyond—I'm just going slightly beyond insurance. As I told you, what uh, what gets compensated is something which I've told you. Electric vehicles are a great source of uh, saving, provided you have enough running. So, if you're if you're somebody who uh, do very little travel then EV probably is not for you. If you're uh, spent, I mean spending a lot of time in the field, if you're traveling from one place to another and every day you clock 200 kilometers uh, in, in a city, then EVs is probably best suited for you. So when you do that, there are certain amounts of care that needs to be taken. If that care is taken, then uh, there's absolutely no difference uh, between getting a claim for for a normal vehicle and an electric
1: vehicle. Right. So coming to the last question of the podcast, sir. Uh, even though there's not been any official, uh, you know, uh, statement yet on what what has been causing all these EV fires, but still there's been a general, uh, you know, safety concern around EVs uh, in the industry. So do you think that these safety concerns can push up EV insurance premiums going forward?
0: Let's look at it this way. Insurance have started, uh, I mean, EV as a, as a uh, revolution, if you can call it, is just starting. There are more and more players jumping into producing electric vehicles. And as the numbers go up, insurance is a game of large numbers. As we see, the interesting part about electric vehicles is yes, there are battery uh, claims, but other than battery uh, related fires and death, that's another another important uh, reason why insurers might look at a rate which, which could be higher. Uh, certain type of batteries can be stolen and used elsewhere. So if if these two concerns are met, EV is no different, and uh, we have no real concern. Honestly speaking, we should encourage it because this is uh, this has less, I mean less or no emissions, and therefore it uh, improves our uh, entire general uh, climate. That's one part. Uh, if, for example, there are more fires and theft, at, based on the data or what we call a actuarial data, the insurer at that point might change. So, there's a starting point that insurers and insurance companies have made at this point, and uh, they may not change it for the first uh, maybe six months to one year when there's a review. And if there's a lot of claims coming up and the industry realizes that yeah, there's an element of risk uh, which is higher, again, We need to figure this out from uh, an important point, which is if electric vehicles are used, say in Europe, road conditions there are different. Road conditions in India are different, which can actually unsettle your battery. That's one one major concern that can come up. Uh, I do not know whether you know that uh, when uh, when monsoon hits us, uh, there are certain types of vehicles which are more prone to uh, flood losses compared to the others. Same way our roads, are flooding, etc, etc, we have to still see the impact in terms of large numbers. We've had some, we've had like, for example, uh, when Chennai had a flooding, uh, then we had uh, maybe about 8 to 10 electric vehicles which were submerged and therefore we had to uh, replace batteries. So those kind of things which happen in the normal course, but they've not really hit us to an extent yet that we need to revise our underwriting terms or call for customers' contribution for battery-related claims, or charge a higher premium, all this at this point is not there. Uh, but it's not, I mean, I you can't assure because insurance always looks at what's the risk as we uh, learn about it, and then uh, we charge adequate premium. So I hope Interesting that's so
1: uh,
0: part which I would like to add also is that, uh, it's important to look at the manufacturer's track record when you're buying a battery title. I understand, I was reading somewhere that uh, the battery packs imported uh, by certain manufacturers are not in, suited to Indian conditions, which means that uh, EVs work best or EV batteries work best in a climate between 18 and 34, 35 degrees. So, as the temperature goes beyond 40, the battery life goes down as it becomes cooler than 18 again uh, battery life goes down these are some basic stuff which is also uh, known about electric, uh, electric vehicle batteries
1: so where can one find this kind of information when he's making a purchase uh,
0: at this point we have a whole load of information on electric vehicles okay uh, and and uh, there are uh, i mean i personally uh, went through a class uh, which was conducted by, uh, there's something called NPTEL. It's a government initiative which provides education uh, free of cost mostly. Uh, you, all you need to do is enroll and you're part of a virtual class uh, run by IITs. These are places where we can find technical information. Of course, they they get too technical, right? Going in right into design. But basic information about electrical vehicles is commonplace, available everywhere. All right.
1: Okay. So I hope that our listeners, uh, you know, our conversation today help help our listeners clear a lot of doubts related to EV insurance, seeing as, you know, uh, it has been in the news for all the wrong reasons lately. Uh, so thank you very much for, uh, for your time, Mr. Krishnan.
0: Thank you, Shitra. My pleasure. Uh, all the very best to all the potential EV buyers. Uh, use them wisely.
1: That brings us to the end of today's episode. If you would like to know more about this topic, or make a suggestion of a personal finance topic that you would like us to cover, I can be reached at Twitter under the username of Shipra Singh Sarath and on LinkedIn at Shipra Singh. Thank you for tuning in. See you in the next episode. This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.